Welcome back to another episode of Dolapo and Friends Do Better podcast. This week, I'm with my brother, Mayowa, and we talk about a bunch of different topics. I mean, all of them great, interracial dating, independence, being a young professional. I mean, what could you not, what more could you ask for? But um, it was definitely an honor, a joy, a blessing, all good things to be able to sit down and talk to him. I uh, really hope y'all enjoyed the episode and definitely check out my other ones, check out future episodes. If you know me, you know how to contact me, let me know if you have any suggestions. If you yourself want to sit down with me, let me know and um, we'll work something out. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Dilapo and Friends Do Better podcast. I'm here in London. Can you believe it? Um, not in the usual Texas recording my episodes. And this is my first family member on Dilapo and Friends Do Better podcast rather than a friend. Mind you, I'm 5,000 miles away from home, so it's crazy that my first family member on there is the one farthest away. So um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mayo. And uh... just a general idea to get an idea of who you are. You oh, know? well, I'm Mayo. Um, what would you like to know? Um, how you, Who you are as a Londoner. Um, <laughs> what are your interests? Uh, as a Londoner, who am I? Wow, um, I guess that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love music mm-hmm. from Afrobeats all the way down to hip hop and R and B, old school. Let's keep it that way. I'm totally happy with that. Um, manage properties. Big. Does that sound fun? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. Of course, it all <laughs> does. Does it sound fun? <laughs> it sounds amazing. Everyone is a house, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. And my one's also my brother, just in case you're wondering. Okay, we're going to start out with a versus before we get into our topics. Because I want to start doing small games or activities at the beginning of my podcast. And today we're going to do the UK versus the US. <laughs> and I feel like personally, my wife takes a little jabs at the US, but he also treats us as a reality TV show and you watches us are, religiously. You guys are funny though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> It is. It is. It's like little pockets of uh, we do things this way in Texas and we mm-hmm. do things that way in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, it's just like it's one UK. You know, there's just one of us. We love it. We enjoy it. But you also get movies a month and a half later. Ah, this is true. I, I definitely feel that one. On the good side of it, means maybe we get everything on pirate way <laughs> as okay, soon as you get it when you say pirate <laughs> is this somebody in the movie theater with a camera nope oh, okay okay we are in a whole different generation now yeah <laughs> you've got apps that bring I mean, that will give wow. you the movies in hd for free yeah straight from america right so okay, uh, we can only say thank you to that we say thank you to you for that do you have people like i know people that have get have gotten warnings yeah. for pirating films like for watching it on different online... Do you have that? Like, is a police oh, we, looking we, for y'all? Well, we do not have the FBI here, yeah? oh, That's wow. your problems over there, see? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Y'all are thieves. <laughs> you know what's also about the, um, better about the U.S.? Is that we tip. <sighs> y'all know my wife's out here not tipping people? The tipping issue... At the same time, though, you bought, what do you guys pay your uh, your waitresses there? <laughs> I'm earning $2, $3. You know, there's a minimum wage in London. Yeah? Because, but we love people enough that we're like, we're going to tip you to where you've been making more than minimum wage. Okay. Do you know how expensive food is in London? Yeah. And then I've got to add the extra 30 40 No, absolutely no way. And then especially when you go somewhere to get a meal mm-hmm. and all you get is 
bad attitude, I am not living a tip after that. Okay, if you get a bad attitude, but the service is fine. You got your food on time, you got the drinks, they're filling it up for you, attentive, but just have bad attitude, you're still not going to give them the nope. service charge. Oh, unquote. definitely not. And definitely not when you guys specify 20%, 15%. How dare you tell me how much to give someone? That is so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> we don't all follow it. It's a suggestion. It's not a law. Uh, it's so, a suggestion. So if we went to a restaurant and we blew two hundred dollars, yeah. how much are we required to live behind? I mean, to be nice, twenty. What? Why? <laughs> so I gotta pay for my food. Then I gotta pay for someone bringing over the food. Yes. <laughs> it's I, and I guess we just have the understanding. I don't know when it was put into place. We have the understanding that this person is getting paid two or three dollars an hour. Wow. So the tip we give them is what's going to make the difference. Sounds to me like you guys need to vote in Bernie Sanders yet and get that guy in so you can have some minimum wage, which we have here. We have minimum wage. What? But we have a culture <laughs> of tipping. Okay, okay. Let's, so let me get this right. You have a minimum wage. Yes. But your restaurateurs don't follow them and just pay everybody like $2. Okay, I, I didn't make the law. But people are happy. We have waitresses that are smiling and happy. To be honest, you, you young people are having attitude because they don't this have This is true. This is true. I'm not going to lie. I was very surprised that I heard how much money some of the um, waitresses and waiters get in America. That's amazing. Imagine working at like Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. Yeah. But people are spending money. Jeez. So what a five hundred dollar check like. To be fair, like if I was if I'm if I'm a waiter if I'm a waiter in America right now, mm-hmm. then I probably wouldn't want to change the system. Mm-mm. You know, but if you get someone like me, you might really ah, wish you had your minimum man. wage. <laughs> you're gonna be there too, and you're gonna know your mind that this person getting paid two three dollars, and you're still not gonna give them. That's crazy. But y'all, what you do have better is the whole medical thing. We look up to you. Oh, you have a GP thing. on every road and. See? The medical thing, look, if you break, the way I look at it right now is if I broke my leg in the US, yeah. I really would be begging people just to leave me at home. Yeah. Don't take me to the hospital. I don't want no medications. I don't want to see any doctors, you know, because if I'm getting the invoice at the end, that's scary. Yeah. But over here, you could need an operation tomorrow. Hmm. Everything is done and it's catered for. Hmm. You don't have to worry about how much, how much it's going to cost you, your family or anyone else. You can just relax. And get better. But they say it's a way that there's a line sometimes for something. Oh, there's a line for everything in life, right? Look, we deal with the people who need it most first. Okay. Not the richest. Uh-huh. I mean, and if you still want private, okay. there is still private. Okay. Yeah. What are the what, benefits of private? Uh, quicker. Okay. That, okay that's, Just yeah. like with everything, you know. Yeah. And most working individuals can get a private one if they want. Mm-hmm. Right? But the way I see it, if if you need an ambulance, how much does that cost again in the US? <laughs> You're like, bro, call me an Uber to get <laughs> See? Because I think some people are 5K, 1K, wow. 2K. I'll walk to... myself to the hospital <laughs> at this stage. So yeah? Don't touch me. Exactly. Mm-mm. Okay. So to get to our topics today, um, I know that from our conversation yesterday, you're kind of entering like a new segment of your life. Mm. Where it seems to be a lot of freedom and exploration. Right. And um, I would say, how does that feel, first of all? It feels good. In some element, I mean, some parts of you feel, feels great. Mm-hmm. There's always the, the worry, mm-hmm. you know. I think the difficulty with um, make, uh, when, you're, when, when you're going through changes, 
is always that worry that other, what about other people? You know, mm. What happens with this person? What happens with that person? Mm. Would they agree with what you're doing? Would they not mm. agree with it? Um, I tend to take a simple approach to life these days, which is if it's good for you, mm-hmm. then it's good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you do it, you carry on with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we all came to this world in, um, alone mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And some of the decisions you make will always affect you the most. So for me, it's just about doing it and enjoying my life, you know, and once in a while, it won't benefit other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I can explain it to them. Yeah. And if they're willing to accept it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If they're not, that's great. I have to accept that they're doing what they feel is best for them. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm happy, oh, I'm, I'm great. So at what point do you feel like there's people, the attachment to people is too strong for you to do whatever you want? Yeah. At any point when it starts to influence and starts to stop you from doing anything that you genuinely want to do. Okay. You know? So if I'm thinking, I was thinking about work, thinking about life, thinking about personal aspects of things, you know, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not a case of um, getting rid of all my friends or getting rid of everyone I speak to. No, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends are aligned to like what I want vision. to do, exactly my vision and my approach. Mm-hmm. Um, there will always be one or two or a couple of people along the ways, and sometimes that's family too. Yeah, you know that won't will never understand mm-hmm. what you're doing. They will never take the initiative about why you want to do it. It mm-hmm. will always be a case of you're doing this to affect us. Mm-hmm. You're doing this to change that. That's I understand, but like I said, sometimes you need to take a bit of a, a harsh look at yourself and mm-hmm. say, you know what, I need this more than I need them. Yeah, you know, and just push ahead with it. Mm-hmm. I know too. Yesterday we discussed like being kind of low maintenance yeah. people or low maintenance <laughs> yeah. friends in general, and they're the best. Yeah, I mean, honestly, y'all can text us once a month and we'll be like, "Oh, hey, how are you doing?" Totally. Um, but how do you kind of navigate that when you're a low na- low maintenance person in a high maintenance culture? Because I know I can know. Most ethnic groups, their families are very close yeah. and tight-knit. The aunties and uncles want to know what you're doing. Your mother's on you. Your dad's on you on school, marriage, kids. Like, every there's a step in order. So how do you kind of navigate that when you don't really want to have to call everybody every week and be yeah. in touch and tell, update everybody in your situation? How do you manage Honestly, that? Honestly, you, you got to be honest with people, right? I let people know a long time ago. I love a lot of people I love them genuinely I mm-hmm. want to help them and I will be there if you need me mm-hmm. however there is no requirement to see people every day of the week you know well, I have a job that could easily occupy about 50 hours of my week in, mm-hmm. you know at times mm-hmm. and sometimes that could be reduced to 30 hours you know depending on how busy things are mm-hmm. on that weekly basis you need to balance mm-hmm. you know I need my time mm-hmm. I do like some friends times you know and I think you you need to have that balance, even where family is concerned. Mm-hmm. Don't make promises you can't keep. Very you know? true. I'm very honest with people. If you invite me somewhere, I tell you, you know, I'm gonna try very hard to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, but if it's not, um, if it's not important, then, in something comes up, you need to kind of understand that I may not be able to make it. You know, if that's the case, then I'll tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's about managing the expectation. Yeah. At the same time, it's about picking the people you hang around with. You can't choose family, mm-hmm. but friends you can. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my best friend have come up for the last, what, about, about 12 years now? Mm-hmm. About 12, 11, 12, 18 years. Mm-hmm. Part and parcel of it is I have a good understanding about how he works. Mm-hmm. He has a good understanding about how I work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
neither of us require constant validation from each other. You know, I don't need to be told I'm doing great or he doesn't yeah. need to be told the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we will be there. We'll support each other as needed. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, summertime when everything is sunny and it's great, we'll all come together. We'll have a good time, mm-hmm. you know. But we understand that we're all trying to better ourselves. We're all trying to proceed, you know. And if we need each other, we'll be there. Yeah. We're not kids anymore. There's no need, you know, there's no need for a good hug or good you know, every. <laughs> Every five seconds. Yeah. Oh, honestly, you just got to be honest with people. Yeah. So there's not one person. Do you think, do you have somebody in your life that you talk to every week? Every week? Um, you know, not, nothing that jumps out. It's not so much as I pick and choose. Yeah. You know, there are some people I speak to on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. Mostly maybe because we're doing something um, that requires that level of communication. Mm-hmm. Or I see them regularly, so there's something constantly happening. Yeah. And you need to maybe have a quick conversation about it. But I've never been great with phone calls anyways, mm-hmm. you know, from a young age. Mm-hmm. Staying on the phone and talking to people over and over again. I'm more likely to text back if you text me. Oh, okay. You know? And I think the older I've got, the more I now have times for different things. Mm-hmm. You know, so I tend to have a, a section early in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, just as I'm waking up, mm-hmm. where, you know, I might I tend to have I've got a really bad sleeping habit. So yeah. I might wake up about five sometimes, four sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those times I'll go through the messages, answer the ones that I need to answer, mm-hmm. you know, set the day, set the scheme of the day, set the parameters of what I want to do that day and mm-hmm. then head off. Mm-hmm. You know? So if there are things to be taken care of, then I'll do them then. Okay. And then after that, I just wanna get on with the day, don't wanna look at my phone every two yeah. seconds. Don't want to be ringing someone every five seconds mm-hmm. and be missing every single thing else that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need me, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. You know, but do we all always need to, to, to chat in? I know in the sense of like, I don't text my friends often. I don't call them often. If I call you, I know people are usually worried because they're like, what's going on with the mm-hmm. locker? Like, what does she want? What does she need? But I think social media helps in the sense of, Sometimes I go through stories right. and I only click on my really close friends. Yeah. Just to like see what they're up to and like are they okay? Especially cuz we're all kind of spread all over the place. That's true. That it just helps me feel a little in touch. But um I'm definitely an introvert, spend time by myself. Yeah. I have a social clock. I'm like, "Oof, I've been around y'all for 3 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go home and just sit by myself." But um but yeah. you know, I mean, you can the I think there's, there's, there's got to be that balance. And that's where knowing the people around you comes mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say people shouldn't check on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On this, I mean, because we, there's a lot of people going through different things mm-hmm. at the moment. Right. You need to be conscious of those kind of friends. You know. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I know my friend Abel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's busy. He's there. He's doing everything. Mm-hmm. He's got everything that he needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I probably will pop in maybe here and there every couple, maybe at least once a week. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll catch up or something like that. Yeah. And there are times when we might go through periods of time when I don't get to speak to him. Does that mean your life is good? Yeah, it means things are, things are cool. Okay. You know, it means things are all right. But at the same time, a few years ago, I had another friend, mm-hmm. Amory, who had, um, had some difficulties and I think he had some issues around su- attempted suicide, mm-hmm. you know. So... With him, we have to keep a look. Yeah. You know, we've got to keep a closer look. You know, mm-hmm. keep a closer eye on what's going on. Mm-hmm. If I would ring him, I'd ring him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I don't like genuinely is when people ring you and just be, hey, it was good. And then I've got a five seconds of 
quietness and it's awkward and it's long yeah. and I'm just like come on I spoke yeah. to you yesterday yeah we talked <laughs> we caught up for three hours now we've got to catch up all of mm-hmm. it oh come on what happened between 9pm yeah. and 4pm exactly. yeah. yeah I'd rather do that face to face you know we organise that we'll do that and if mm-hmm. that's every two weeks then that's all we mm-hmm. if we need more of it then we'll do that yeah you know? but you gotta have a balance it's true I guess just operating with like wisdom exactly. on which friends need more and then also like wanting your friends to reciprocate that exactly so, um, I guess my question, I have another question is, how do you know the, where does independence end and isolation start? Uh, that's a very, very, that's, that's a, I'm a asking you because you're my older brother, you know, it's like true. 10 years wisdom is, is your path. No, it's a difficult one. It yeah. generally is. You know, someone like me, for example, I, I don't know. I think over the years I've learned I can gel just as easily in a room crowd, a crowded room with mm-hmm. people or by myself. Mm-hmm. But I do like my own time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is that, you're right, there is that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want, I mean, if you're being invited to go out to do things with your, with your friends that you would do normally and you find yourself pulling away constantly, mm-hmm. then you've got to check that. Yeah. You know, because that is dangerous in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants, nobody should be alone all of the time. Mm-hmm. But if you then find yourself on the other side of things where, you constantly need mm-hmm. to be with people. Yeah. You constantly need to have people tell you that things are going well or you constantly require that people validate mm-hmm. your decisions. Then there is another problem. I think it's just that balance. You know, mm-hmm. you need some time to kind of pull things in, understand what's going on, not just always on, on the go, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, you do need that balance with your friends. Otherwise, at some point, people might think you don't want to be around them anymore, yeah. you know. They used, to, uh, they used to be that saying back then. You get invited to a lot of parties, mm-hmm. don't come to a lot of them, mm-hmm. eventually people stop inviting you. That's true. You know? They're like, oh, they never come. Why would you invite them? Exactly. Yeah. And that, that does happen. But mm-hmm. there will be times that you need the isolation too. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be doing your school stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, work might be kicking in. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to burn yourself out also. And yeah. I think that's when your friends, you need to be friends with people that understand yeah. your life. You know, mm-hmm. the work part, the personal part so they can spot that difference yeah you know so work has been calm but you're still not coming around mm-hmm. um and they're not checking on you mm-hmm. then there's questions that you know both sides have to answer is it yeah. do you ever feel like it's um because you say that friends kind of have to be in the same lane vision and whatnot have you seen that naturally happen that people kind of yeah. bleed out or do you feel like did you ever have to have a forceful moment where you're like I have to cut this off nah you know it's rare that you you, you find yourself cutting people out mm. life does that mm-hmm. you know when I I mean we still sit down and have a laugh sometimes there were people 10 years ago mm. that I thought we would never you know um, we would never drift away from each other you know mm-hmm. we'll always be there yeah yeah and then there were people that I thought, you know, and I, again, those kind of people, maybe some of them that I don't even talk to anymore. I don't even, I've even thought about them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then there were the people that I thought, oh, we'll probably drift in about six months. But hey, good times so mm-hmm. far, right? And those people are out of the country and mm-hmm. we're still perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, we still talk regularly. I got a friend of mine um, who's moved to Brussels mm-hmm. and... Well, he moved to Brussels about six years ago. Wow. We're still just as tight. Wow. You know, we don't talk for some period of time. Yeah. And then he'll ring me randomly or I'll ring him. Yeah. You know, or you come, he's coming down to London, he comes and stays. You know, and I find that amazing. Because y'all know? are just compatible Exactly. To, you know, there's that element where it's similar enough, mm-hmm. but also different enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we have similar interests, 
But at the same time, we understand that life is what life is. Yeah. Sometimes I need to go chase that bread, and sometimes you need to go chase that bread. Honestly, you know, it's simple. You know, yeah. we come back five years from now, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We catch up, or mm-hmm. someone's getting married, or something's happening. Mm-hmm. We come together, we have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it feels it always feels like nothing's changed. Yeah. You know, that's those are the best friends. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You said a key word there, <laughs> marriage. Um, this is our last topic, but we had a long topic yesterday about eating lunch about interracial relationships. <laughs> and it seems to be a big thing in the UK because I just saw a lot of them, yeah. even while we we're going around, yeah. of black women, white men, white men, black women. I mean, I just said this. We're just so Black men, white women. Exactly. Yeah. We're so calm about it. Yeah. Really. I'll give you a classic, right? Mm-hmm. And this is probably with me working in HR for years before that, right? Mm-hmm. A diverse group of people, mm-hmm. yeah, generates a fantastic return. You know, mm-hmm. a diverse company is mm-hmm. a more successful company. Mm-hmm. Always, this has been proven in finance, has been proven in, you know, community elements, has been proven wherever way you look at it, it's always worked. Mm-hmm. We can't keep saying we're going to progress, yeah. you know, but we have these lines drawn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always cool as long as. Someone's not coming to your community to take something that you feel like, you know, it belongs to this or it mm-hmm. belongs to that. But everybody has different needs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't really think there's a lot of people that set out one time or another that said, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm only going to look for white men or yeah. I'm only going to look for black women. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's ever set out in that regard. I think there is. I think some people, they've gotten hurt. They've gotten burned. There's, there you go. Yeah. But they never set out for okay. that purpose. Do you know okay, what I mean? Yeah. It's no different from anything else in life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you you like a certain trainers, mm-hmm. and then you know one day you buy it, you bought a pair for a very expensive amount, mm-hmm. and, and you got busted within about two weeks. Maybe that's it for you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to buy a Nike from that. You know what I mean, should you be looked at differently? No. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that things? I mean, that that's not correct. Not always. Like where relationships are concerned, for example, I think. A lot of the time, take me for example, um, mm-hmm. the first thing I notice in a woman is, is rarely the race, you mm-hmm. know? It's more similar to my friendships with my mm-hmm. friends again, yeah? Mm-hmm. I've had some really, really good black friends, you know? Mm-hmm. At the same time, I've had some amazing white friends, mm-hmm. you know? They looked out for me, we had similar interests, sometimes even closer interests than I have with some of my black friends, yeah. you know? It's the individual. You know, and where women are concerned, for example, is the individual that you're speaking to in front of you. You know, if that person gels with your life and they gel with your approach to mm-hmm. things, great. Mm-hmm. You know, should you leave that person to go for a black lady who, for example, you don't gel with, you argue a lot with, you your lifestyle doesn't you know that doesn't work together quite well? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, should you only choose one side because? Of what you've heard about the other sides and things like that. No. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should kind of die with the last gen- um, with the previous generation. Yeah. You know? We're moving to a different level now where I'm proud to be Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Right? But like, by the time you start looking at certain things, a lot of people I hang around with are second generation Nigerians. Mm-hmm. Yeah? This UK is more their country mm-hmm. than just back home where they came from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a mixture. And mm-hmm. it's not just that... They're no longer just Nigerian. They're no longer just British. Mm-hmm. It is that little middle ground. Yeah. You know? And then you've got some other women who mm-hmm. are similar. You know, some mixed race women, some white women who not everyone is white. is from the UK. Mm-hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? Who are um, second generation immigrants do? Yeah. You know, they're also going through their little changes, their own little ideas as to who am I, what's going on. Mm-hmm. You find yourself in that little middle space and it's a combination of multiple individuals. Mm-hmm. And who's to decide who should have what? You know, if someone makes you happy, then that's all that matters. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Nigerian marriages that didn't work. You know, mm-hmm. two Nigerians together, they didn't work. You know, I've seen some white marriages to white people that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some interracial relationships mm-hmm. that have sustained mm-hmm. everything you could throw at them. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, you know, I have to say I respect it sometimes. You know? yeah. I respect it. Because I think it's easier to be, um, to be a black couple or a white couple. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more difficult to be For an sure. interracial mm-hmm. couple. You're dealing with your cultural differences. You're dealing with your, your family understanding each other. You know, and you're dealing with everything else. Even society is still taking a look. Yeah. Even in the UK where it's acceptable, yeah. people will still look. Mm-hmm. You know, probably in a way that they wouldn't look at somebody else. It would just be really casual. With there you else. go. Yeah. Exactly. Or little conversations, little words get dropped, little mm-hmm. ones there are, you know. Um, so what they do, you got, you got the different names now coming up. Snow bunnies there, this one yeah. there. And you know, it, it's like, and you think about it, you know, are we getting to that stage now as mm-hmm. black people mm-hmm. where... We're switching things around, you know? It's almost like we can't be racist, you know? Almost like yeah. we can't be this. We cannot be that. We mm-hmm. cannot be discriminated against someone else because of where I'm from, mm-hmm. you know? Who gave us that right? Yeah. You know? If someone, it's true. It's I true. definitely feel like my parents can be a little racist. Oh, def- per- oh African parents. I have <laughs> to correct them. African parents were natural. Oh, my goodness. I have to correct. Absolutely. <sighs> I'm like, that's, you can't say that. Nah. And they're like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, what you said is very offensive. Nah, no. But I do get, I do get where some of them sometimes people come from though. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to lose. The culture. The culture too. You know, we don't always want to lose that. And I don't want, I don't ever want to lose that. You know, but maybe that's on us too. Mm -hmm. Even in um, interracial relationships, you know, you can still teach your culture. Mm -hmm. You can still ensure that your culture passes on, Mm -hmm. you know. Maybe changes and it differs a little bit. Maybe the kids a little lighter. Maybe this and this is that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes a massive difference in the long run. Not really. But let's say your kid is starting to get confused. They go to your Niger household. Mm. Now they need to prostrate or bow down to greet somebody, and then they go to maybe your Japanese wife's house. Now they have to greet them in some way, say this, and now they're mixed. I mean, I feel like it's definitely doable. Yeah. My only qualm is that I just want to, I always wanted a black older sister. And that, <laughs> that one of my brothers marrying <laughs> my sister-in-law would just, but I, mean, I think I'm just going to. definitely still be the case, you know? Who, who knows? You guys are scaring me. I really. No one knows. But ask yourself a question, though, yeah? Confusion is still, occur- confusion still occurs in African households now. Yeah. You know? I know a I lot of my African. cousins. No, I'm being serious. Okay, even Afro-Caribbean families okay. now, right? I got friends and cousins and everyone else, right, who have no idea about their cultures. Mm-hmm. They have no knowledge about what happened before, what came before, you know, how, even if I ask a lot of Nigerians, how Nigeria was made, yeah. you know, how Nigeria combined mm-hmm. to be what it is today and mm-hmm. why we have the problems we have. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that, mm-hmm. you know? But, we all came from a African family, an African household. We all had, technically speaking, everything you need mm-hmm. to, to learn those things. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask the question, 
What difference does it make if it's an inter- interracial relationship with an interracial child? If you are going to teach your child, you're going to teach them regardless. True. You know, if they're half Japanese and half Nigerian, then yeah, maybe they do need to understand some Japanese mm-hmm. customs and Nigerian customs. Mm-hmm. And that might mean you, as a non-Japanese, might need to learn some Japanese customs. Very true. Similarly, your partner might need to learn some Nigerian cultures. And if she's learning it and you're learning, mm-hmm. that child will feel a lot more calm mm-hmm. and a lot more understanding yeah. in what they get, you know? Their reality is the mix. There you go. Yeah. If, if the reality is what it is, the child mm-hmm. would always feel as though this is how it should be, mm-hmm. you know? But if you make it awkward, mm-hmm. then the child's always going to feel awkward, you know? That's, that's just... Or this. if a family kind of favors one side. There you go. The yeah, although you might definitely get uh, some Nigerian... You know, it's some Nigerian house. We're still catching up, but mm-hmm. we're getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting there. It's not easy. But I did have an issue with one thing that you said. And I don't think I let you elaborate because I was Go like, on. I don't want to have a conversation over this. Why not? But um, you always talk about everything. No, the mixed... You're Okay, you already... you made, All you said was, ah, you know, mixed race babies. And I was like, <laughs> stop there. Because I have an issue with that. <laughs> all right. I'm biased, right? Mm. I think in my, in my sense, that statement probably more com- um, comes from... I haven't had mm-hmm. a mixed race baby. Okay, yeah? okay. I haven't had the baby, but now I say when I make that comment, I think back okay, to okay. him. Yeah. You know? Um, no, I don't. But I mean, it's not. I don't think every. I mean, what did, how did they put it again? Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. True. Right. So everybody's beautiful to somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's up to some mixed race. Mixed race babies would not be this. To some white babies would not be that. To mm. some black babies would not be this. And to some but somebody, every baby yeah. is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it, it depends on you. It depends on you as a person. I just never thought about like, wow, this is what I want my baby to look like. Nah. Except in the sense that I want my... The only far, as far as I feel like I've gone is I want my baby to look like me. Yeah, And that entails definitely. that my baby is dark skin. Ah, see? Okay. That is... <laughs> I love my you know my complexion. Yeah, you know, I love... he has great skin, by the way. <laughs> what is it? No pimple, fine guy. No yeah. pimples. I love being. Mm-hmm. I love being as black as you no know, as black is. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, and I think I'm comfortable. I would be comfortable regardless of what my skin tone was. You mm-hmm. know, if I was as light as J Cole over there, I was as dark as skin to skin to on the other hand. Mm-hmm. There, it would make no difference. Mm-hmm. You no, know? so I think for me, when I talk about things like race. And I talk about things like um, culture and stuff like that. Is, you know, it's intermingling for me. Mm. You know, I'd be just as stunned if I was sitting there watching a Japanese um, um, cultural movie going on or anything like uh, like that. Or I was watching something from Ghana mm-hmm. tomorrow. I'd love them just the same. Mm-hmm. I think we spend too much time looking at the differences. Yeah. You know. In what's different, what's not. Do you feel like it's because I'm from America that we just no. emphasize it a lot? No. It does happen here. Mm-hmm. It happens here just the same, you know. We, we like to wind you guys up a lot. <laughs> but honestly, you have to remember that the UK is made up of three predominant countries. Mm-hmm. Ireland, yeah. um, England, mm-hmm. and Scotland. Mm-hmm. All three don't really like each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, the country is almost built on the foundation of... You know, three differences. And, and exactly. You know, we've all had to learn over the years, yeah, to understand each other's cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to like this person's food, but you might like some, some of their clothes. You know, mm-hmm. they, you might not like the way they talk, but you like this, you know. Mm-hmm. So for, for a lot of people, for the best of London, the mm-hmm. way I like to look at it, 
the best thing about London is that diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, we're crammed mm-hmm. so tightly into with each other these days. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to spend the time looking at how different everybody is. You know, it's difficult to shout at an Indian guy when there is an entire bunch of them over there. Yeah. You know, then you've got the Nigerian section over there. You've got the Ghanaians, the Caribbeans. When I was growing up, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody took their own spaces and mm-hmm. you dug your own trenches and that was it. Now, I, I find it more, more interesting. It's mm-hmm. more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I learn more every day and it's just more, a lot more enjoyable. You know? I hear you. I think it's going to take a lot more work and I have to <laughs> work on kind of just getting myself out of that. And I think watch. it's different for you guys though. Like, yeah, come on. Even the Texans are like the Texans. Yeah. The New Yorkers are the New Yorkers. Okay, I guess my <laughs> issue comes from, there's like deep-rooted issues. Like let's say um, in the black community when it comes to black women Mm. who stand up and fight for black men but they feel like black men kind of release them don't really care for them kind of dog them in some ways and then there's also the argument of um, black women being the least desirable so at the at the end of the totem pole you put the black woman so it's like the white men are checking for you and then the Asian men are checking for you and that the fact that your own black men are checking for you. That's why I want to introduce mm. that for my listeners who do feel... Totally get that, right? And I'll put it to you this way. Do you feel like the issue sometimes is over-exaggerated? I'll tell you, for example, right? If I pick 10 women I've gone out with, mm-hmm. yeah? Out of that 10, I'd probably say 1 in 10 was white, yeah? Mm-hmm. 9 out of that 10 was black. No? Okay. No, let's say 8 out of that, um, eight out of that group mm-hmm. were black. Mm-hmm. One is white, maybe one is Indian, German, yeah? Mm-hmm. But like, generally speaking, when we look at it, what then happens is when they see you, that one white woman, yeah, it's I, we do, an And my dad tells, or our dad tells us this yeah. all the time, that the stats, maybe the person telling you the stats is off. Because if I think about my church back home, a Niger yeah. church, it's a whole black church yeah. with black couples. There you go. If I go to my predominantly black American church in Austin, it's a black church with black couples. But I guess maybe when we hear that, we take it in and it sounds real yeah. and I don't know there is that there is an element and I'm going to say something that's probably going to really get people a little bit of a you know just give them a little bit of a headache right mm. sometimes there is an anger you know there mm. is a an unhappiness about, about a topic mm. yeah that makes people so fixated on it eventually we become so engrossed in it that we believe it's happening a lot more yeah than it actually does you mm. know most of the black guys I know tend to go out with black, black women. women, you know? But having said that, from time to time, they might bump into someone that they really, really like. Mm-hmm. And they might be Spanish, they might be white, they might be whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? But what you then find, and a lot of women don't really understand that it, it just turns people off a lot more, more and more, mm-hmm. right? Is when I've gone out, for example, with someone um, that's white, mm-hmm. right? And I've been out on a night out, I'm not even going out with this girl. It's just we're just there with a bunch of people. Yeah. And then you got like go a bunch of black girls giving evils. Why? Because they see a black person with a white yeah like, with a white woman. You mm-hmm. know, they have no understanding of what that relationship is. They don't understand what's happened before. Mm-hmm. Do you think when I look at that group, it makes me feel more like I want those three there? Yeah. No, not yeah. particularly. You know, because I was kind of raised with a view of um. Give people a chance. Mm. See what they return. 
Yeah. You know, if they give you happiness, then great. If they don't, then you got to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And if that's white, black, Asian, grey, whatever it is, you just got to be happy. You know, mm-hmm. you got to keep smiling. That's yeah. the aim. You yeah. Know? Uh, I'll say my last question is, do you believe in soulmates? Oh, this is always a difficult one. I know I was raised to, mm-hmm. right? Um, what, do I believe that? You can find a soulmate, or do I believe that there's only one for you? I mean, like what we're looking at. There's, I guess, I guess, in the true definition of soulmate is that there's somebody who's made perfect for you. This is the one person that if you don't meet them, you kind of missed out. I think that's the ultimate Disney movie right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the ultimate movie mm-hmm. cartoon. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, there are a bunch of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is no such thing as perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about. Meeting someone that you are willing to overlook, you know, issues with imperfections mm-hmm. with, you know, someone that you're happy with, you can see development, you know. I always say that like, my best relationships have been with people, for example, that I were, they were not exactly where they wanted to be yet, you know, but they had ideas about want, wanting to go there, mm-hmm. yeah, and I can support that, yeah, and they can support mine, mm-hmm. you know, and if you find yourself in a relationship with someone that there's no, I mean, there's a nice balance between what they want for you and what you want for them. Yeah. Then it's fantastic. You know, because uh, for example, I was talking to a friend of mine here not too long ago and um, um, I think we always come back to money and it's not always the biggest issue, right? Yeah. But it's the biggest one that helps you to quickly see what people are about. Mm-hmm. Right? For me, money is not that important to me. Mm-hmm. Past the case of being able to pay for this and pay for that, it is not the most important element for me. Mm-hmm. Right? But, I've known some women for whom it is. And I've known some guys for whom it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I had a friend who was going out with this lady. And, you know, it's a case of this is mine. That is yours. Mm. This is this. Like, for me, that, that is a Not quick, generous. Yeah, no, that attitude. doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know? But then I've been with some women for whom it's just everything just blends in. Mm-hmm. You know? They want to do this. I find it easy. I'll go there. I'll help you with it. If we've got to sit up together and revise about it, then great. You know? And I've been with some people who did the same for me, you mm-hmm. know, times when I did not want to do my any more revision for law. I had enough, mm-hmm. uh, another 40 cases to learn before tomorrow to take into the, all I wanted to do was just pack it in. Yeah. And they've sat with me there. They've helped me get past that. They've mm-hmm. helped me find my motivation. Mm-hmm. I see that as, that is the potential to grow into mm-hmm. that soulmate material, you know. I don't believe that there is just one person out there. Mm-hmm. No, no. But I think, you do have to get to understand something about yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. What do I, what am I into? What is good for me? Not just what do I want, mm-hmm. but what do I need, mm-hmm. you know? Because too many people find that person that can't fulfill the basics. Yeah. You know, they can help you fill up your Instagram pages mm-hmm. and everything else. The aesthetics are great. There you go. Mm-hmm. But that initial foundation, the mm-hmm. basics, is not there. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to have problems, mm-hmm. you know? But if you can get past that, find the basics, mm-hmm. find a friend, mm-hmm. you know, someone you can really be a friend with, you know, you don't fight with your friends about money. Very you true. don't, you know, even if your friend took your last $10 over there and what, it's not, you might annoy you for the last 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I'm definitely going to tell my friend about <laughs> it, but it's never going to change yeah. the basics of that relationship. You always come back. Exactly. And it's the same with your boyfriend, with girlfriend. Mm-hmm. If you can't have that friendship 
and you're scared of your partner or you can't tell them everything or you can't say anything, mm -hmm. you know, if you find yourself having to bite your tongue, mm -hmm. you know, then there's a problem, you know, and that person probably will never be your soulmate, mm -hmm. you know. But no, I think you could definitely find multiple soulmates. You know, some people are lucky enough to find five people that they got on with mm -hmm. over the years and some people never meet mm -hmm. someone that they truly blend with, mm -hmm. you know. So, no, you, even though there might not be, there might be more than one, mm -hmm. you, you shouldn't take it for granted. Yeah. If you find someone that you really blend with, mm -hmm. then maybe you sit your ass down and you... Hold on to it. Exactly. You know, you do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. oh, so that, it matters. Yeah. But no, none of that Disney stuff. <laughs> yeah, I found my um, Mr. Right mm -hmm. or Mrs. Right. Nah, oh, man, that's all in that Disney movie stuff. You Cinderella, accepted is it? that this person is your Mr. Right or there you Mrs. Go. Right. That's how people go crazy. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how people go crazy. Like, that relationship ends. Now mm -hmm. you're all in titles thinking, I will never find someone else again. This is this. That's true. Nah. That's then you true. end up in a whole heap of depression for ages. Mm -hmm. And it, kill, you know, it, it, it ruins a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. Too many men or women start thinking, this is my soulmate. This is the this. This is that. And you put someone on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's someone that doesn't do it for you. Mm. Now that's very dangerous, mm -hmm. you know, because what happens if one day they they leave or mm -hmm. something happens and everything else? Can you rebuild yourself? Yeah, you know, or is it gonna be something for the next ten years trying to refine yourself, mm -hmm. remold yourself, mm -hmm. and then you end up with a lot of people who are just angry and upset and Bitter. yeah, you know, and you know you gotta find that balance mm -hmm. like i said it's about making yourself happy mm -hmm. sounds selfish but you gotta be selfish mm -hmm. you know if you're not selfish you're just going to end up wasting away wow wise words man nah, I wish uh, you, man. <laughs> um at the end of every at the end of every episode i always mm -hmm. ask my guests um what is something in their life that they feel like they're doing better mm -hmm. or improving on i think for me right at this point i would have to say work professional mm -hmm. Just a professional element. Um, I I was lucky enough to start working very very early, mm -hmm. you know. So I from uni even before I finished uni, when all my friends were you know they had their jobs in JD, mm -hmm. Foot Locker and everything else, and it was great, you know. Mm -hmm. I never had that, you know. I always went I went straight to um some legal advice work, you know. It was free, and you know I remember everyone used to laugh at me back then, you know, providing free legal advice here, mm -hmm. this this and this, but you know what? When I finished. Or when I finished uni, I walked right into a legal advice job mm -hmm. when a lot of people I knew were still in Foot Locker. Yeah. Yeah. And then as we progressed over the time. So for me, I don't feel I never really had the time to grow up, you know, moving straight into a lot of those office environments and everything else. One thing I'm definitely doing better now is I think I have a better understanding about what it takes to progress, mm -hmm. you know. You have to have a balance between being able to work with people, ambition, and at the same time, you have to kiss the ring where it's needed too. Mm. You do, you know? People go into a lot of these big working environments thinking you can take over the whole place yourself. No, it doesn't work like that. Things are about give and take. Mm. You don't find people you work with. And people you can't work with sometimes, find a way to work with them, you know? You talk to the right people, you meet with the right people, you ensure you integrate yourself into the right decision-making processes, you push yourself past your job role. Mm. Once you start to get past that element, people realise you need to move into a bigger job role. Yeah? Then you do the same thing, you push yourself out of that comfort zone, now you're knocking on people's doors and everything else, 
and then you progress. If your director of your business is a scary person, get a mentoring with them. Mm. You know? Instead of running away from them, run towards it. You know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, when I was younger, I would probably run away from those sort of situations. If it's good, likely to lead to an argument or confrontation, I would run away from it. Now, I think, why postpone it? Mm. Go deal with it right now. Then it's done. You know? Um, I got, I started, I came back to my company, the company I work for right now. The director was there, man, she's a scary ass lady, you know? Mm-hmm. But, so what? You know, chased her up the stairs a few times. She's my mentor now. Yeah. You know, we talk regularly. Am I scared of her now? No, absolutely not. Do I have a better understanding about why she is, how she is? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. You know, does it give me a sense of respect for other people when they see me and my dealings with her now? Yes. Because they're thinking, wow, okay, if he can find a way to work with someone like that, then he must be doing something right. If she's not shouting at him every five seconds mm-hmm. like everyone else, then clearly he's doing something better, mm-hmm. you know? And people will give you a lot more, you know, when it comes to, you know, progression. They'll mm-hmm. give you a lot more chances. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just about looking within yourself and thinking, you know what? I don't want to do it like everybody else. Yeah. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. What, what can I change? What can I do differently? If you find that, might just find a reason to be happy every day. Yeah. Right? Okay, that's what my was doing better. Um, I would say what I'm doing better is yeah. living in the moment nice. in a pre- appreciation of like where I am at that time. Um, I don't know. I was writing in my journal and I was writing down life is serious, but it's not that serious. Yeah. I don't know where it came from, but I guess I was just having thoughts and I was like, there's a lot of pettiness that comes with life or it's easy to get down over very minute things. Yeah. And there is also the side of life where things get hard and they get difficult. You get you face disappointment, uh, uncertainty, and worry. But me being on this trip, life is serious, but it's not that serious. I have some of my domestic problems, but at the same time, we're all going to live, die. Like, it's inevitable. So while we're still here on this earth, like... you got to enjoy it. You have to enjoy you gotta it. Find a, you got to find a piece of it, though, isn't it? It's like... What was it? I think I was reading something about Bill Gates a while ago, and it was talking about, you know, people think... Once you get rich, you know, mm-hmm. everything is done and your problems are solved. But the reality is that it's, it's more than that, mm-hmm. you know. You could have a guy who has nothing and he's still always got a smile because he's looking for a reason to be happy. Mm-hmm. Or you could find a guy who's got billions in his account mm-hmm. and is always unhappy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's always looking for a reason to be unhappy, mm-hmm. you know. For me, you're right. You're mm-hmm. definitely right about that. These days, you have to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, things will happen that will make you unhappy, mm-hmm. sure. But then, you know, things will also happen that will make you smile. Yeah. You know, so you could always choose which one. Sometimes you latch onto and you hold onto mm-hmm. for the longest. Mm-hmm. And if that's sometimes for me, that's food. <laughs> <laughs> Find food and be happy. The food, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for listening nah, to this thank episode. You. Thank you, Marwa, for thank being here for and accepting it. He seemed a little wary at first, and I was like, oh, wow, he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> but here he is. Um, a podcast that's supposed to be 20 minutes. It's 45 minutes, but oh, y'all already wow. know all my episodes always get to this. <laughs> and did not feel like we were talking for that long? No, it didn't. See, I feel like we've just been talking for the last five minutes, yeah. actually. Nah, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Thanks right. for having me. Bye, y'all.